You can even see the approaching revolution in clothes. You can see and feel everything in clothes. Welcome back to You Have to Wear Something. Um, I'm still your host, Nicole Briggs. Welcome, listeners. Um, And we're going to have a little chat today about wokeness. Um, The word woke, wow, that's the word of the year or the last two years. Um, I don't know if I'm still in love with it or I'm over it. Uh, And we have a little guest uh, from Quintensity, the website Quintensity as well as uh, another fellow podcaster. Uh, his podcast is here. Hi, Quentin. Hello. How you doing today? I'm great. It's Sunday in New York. This is a cross-national call, by the way, listeners, so you're really listening to some, some fun shit right now. I'm in L.A., he's in New York, and it's happening. Yeah, it's happening right now. It's the happening. It's the happening right now. Stop everything else you're doing. This is what's happening right now. Just stop. Um, so I know that you post a lot of cool stuff about woke, blackness, things that deal with race relations. And um, there's just a lot going on with Black Panther and blackness and all of that. Um, now, I'm an art lover. And my homie, Sir 4 c also known as Cornell, um, he actually I did. love Surfboard C. We love some Surfboard C. Actually, Cornell did my um, the design of my logo, just to kind of do the plug. Um, he launched a video named Black Chains last Thursday at the MoCA. And there was a bunch of other artsy-farsy film um, Black directors, uh, one of them from Chicago, Amir George, and uh, the other, Dana Washington. Um, Amir George is from Chicago, and... Uh, Cornell Sanner is from Chicago. So, you know, I had to go and represent. Okay. Um, And Dana is a black lesbian from California. So uh, this is for my female uh, queer, queer folk. And, um, you know, Sir Corsi and Amir are black. And I even wore my Chicago Fighting Illini starter jacket, you know, repping. You only wear a starter jacket when you're trying to rep real, real hard. Right. Now, you got a point to prove. You got a point to prove. Like, you look like basically, I'm a gangbanger for my city right now. <laughs> That's what I'm doing. I'm banging for my city. I you shot started- someone. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So, with the natural hair movement, the success of Black Panther, and honestly, with the activism of Black Lives Matter, Black Lives Matter for the last few years, we are in an era of wokeness. Everyone is saying they're woke, everyone is super woke. What does that mean? Does that mean enlightenment? Does it mean awareness? Does it mean activism under the umbrella of blackness or just justice for POCs? People of color, if you've been under a rock for the last few years, that's what POC means. And so just like the Harlem Renaissance, we're seeing an awakening in the art of black culture, African culture, and this needs to be authentic, wouldn't you say? Um, well, I think the term woke is overused. I think, um, people i think we should all just refer to what's happening as an awakening like as a you know it's a process because i feel like when you say woke that means that you've reached this final stage of awareness and you know everything and uh what i'm finding especially on social media is that people that claim to be woke they're asserting themselves as authority figures on the subject of civil rights and um issues concerning like immigration and 
being a person of color under the Trump era and all this other stuff. And that's how a lot of fake news is getting spread around. And a lot of people are, are just like super hypersensitive right now and easily triggered. And there's a lot of anger going around uh, with a lot of people that are calling themselves woke. But I feel like how can you be under the age of, you know, 50 and think that, you know, you know, it all. Like, I feel like we're all still on the journey of learning. Yeah, who's the judge and jury on who's woke and who's not? Like, who decides, right? Like, we're super vague. It's just, it, it's kind of, it's to me at this point, I mean, a year ago, it was just very exciting to be a part of this awakening because I felt like for the first time, a lot of issues were coming up to the surface. And even with like uh, the recent Me Too and Time's Up movement, like this awareness of like how horrible we've been as a human race uh, has been brought to the surface. So that's exciting. What's not exciting is people just sort of being kind of easily triggered and mean to each other in just to, to prove their wokeness. Like it's just a kind of like this tit for tat pettiness. Like I, I just, I'm not into it anymore. Like I kind of, I'm tapping out. Yeah, and when you speak of surface, literally, you can wear this awareness on the surface of your skin, right? You know, this is called, you know, you have to because, you know, if you go out there naked, you will go to jail, bottom line. So you have right. to clothes on. So, you know, like, for instance, the Me Too and the Time's Up, you know, there was a Golden Globes, they wore all black. What they're doing is they're wearing their activism on their bodies. That's how they're expressing themselves. So you could really do a lot with the clothing that you wear every day. You know, I mean, my dad, he's, you know, his look is, uh, you know, Vietnam veteran. And, you know, right. I thought that, you know, that, that's sexy Vietnam veteran. Nicole's dad is attractive. I just want to put that out there. <laughs> my dad is handsome. He is handsome. He's classic uh, handsome. <laughs> divine handsome. No, no, he, he, my dad, my dad's doing the damn thing. I got my looks from somewhere. Um, but, you know, and I just want to say, too, at the MoCA here in L.A., the, the show is called The Familiar Unknown, Mysticism in the Present future um so i think they'll be showing those films for a little while um it was very cool so i noticed a couple of things when i went to this thing because i was feeling some kind of way in the audience that's why we're even talking um every director was black everyone i would say like 90 percent of the audience was black and 10 percent was either like kind of like even foreign they didn't even seem like they were from america a lot of them that were asking questions were like i'm from japan or i'm from ireland they were you know that's to be- interesting because i'm wondering if you know if it was 90 percent black how many people within that that black crowd like was it inclusive? Were there trans people there? Were there people from LGBTQT? Were there people that were like have like any type of handicaps? Like, how many women compared to men? And how many you know like how many people come from one tax bracket versus you know people who aren't wealthy? Like, like my whole thing with wokeness is that people, um, you know, when you have those events, like it's kind of like a Sometimes those events can be a letdown because it's one of those things where it's, you know, you go to be seen as opposed to actually um, share love and awareness about a particular subject. So I'm, I'm just very curious as to how that. The, the, well, the, I mean, yeah. I, I think that how the crowd was comprised, how the guests were there is either they probably knew the director 
they probably knew the curate curator who was a black woman or you know they they knew the artist i think you know a lot of them probably knew the artist um and was interested in this the, the films were obviously very weird i think you have to be very woke to go to some weird ass films like these 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 films were abstract um, they're about ritual. Um, there's one film where it's taking place in a kitchen. It's two black guys. One guy's in white face. The other guy's on the floor doing a imaginary rowing a boat. And it's about slavery. And at one point, they're holding up a white Jesus photo. And it's all in black and white. And there's blues music playing in the black in the background. I mean, it doesn't take long for people to feel what's going on in all of these films. Um, but there was definitely a look to the film. Everyone had... Um, natural hair. Uh, people were in African garb or dress or head wraps. Um, you know, the women who did not have natural hair in uh, this series of films were probably had a shaved head. Um, Isn't that natural? <laughs> Is it natural? It's just not, is it na- if there is no hair, is it natural hair? It's like if a if a tree falls in the forest, you, you know what I'm saying? Right. Um, so so I, I guess that is natural. And so then in the crowd to mimic off the films, um, just to kind of piggyback off of that, uh, it was probably fifty fifty male and female, just to go over the demos of the of the crowd. And um, there were women, um, there were a lot of dreads, there were a lot of afros, uh, there were a lot of braids, and there were a lot of head wraps. And there were also a lot of scarves and jackets and shirts that were daishikis or kente cloth or something like that. Um, And so, you know, wokeness seems to have a look, right? Yeah. I I was dressed like a glamorous thug because I'm a child of Chicago and hip hop and Deb Briggs. And, you know, does this mean that they're more woke than me? You know, the light meant to be always meant knowledge, which is why I read every day. And, you know, I'm well, my thing is that if they wore it to the event, but they don't wear it to their nine to five job, then I think I will call them imposters. Tell me more about that because I, I have something to say about that. Why would you say they're imposters? Um, just like. You know, with going to see Black Panther, a lot of people turned out, you know, they dressed up for it. And it was kind of like our, as a community, our first chance to really get into cosplay. So um, lots of people were going as, you know, were going in groups and making it a big event, almost like it was like prom night, dressing up. But that, you know, it was for the movie and it was for the celebration of that. But you know, people aren't wearing the shikis to their nine to five jobs. They're not, you know, there's like ways to make your hair look natural with like clip in dreads and things like that. So I wonder how many of those people actually really did have dreadlocks or were they just doing it because it's a fashion piece? Yeah. You know? is it who you really are or do you just want to be perceived as, you know, uh, woke or um, into Africa? is so hot and that's and that's also what's trending right now so um i i have a problem with that a little bit because people are always like well natural 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 you know i've had people in my life tell me i wear my hair straight and they're just like well you should wear it natural you'd be so pretty with natural hair you'd be so pretty with dreads dreads but i don't like dreads so i don't want to wear dreads i'm a woman i I want like I'm not a follower I'm a leader I know what my look is um well why can't you be pretty because you are wearing what you want to wear like why do you have to be something else in order for people to qualify you as beautiful like that's not right 
to me, that's the opposite of enlightenment. That's the opposite of having knowledge of self is to try to force someone to be on what you're on. I just feel like woke has turned into like this exclusive club that everybody wants to be a part of. And me, I'm a natural rebel. I don't side with the majority. I'm usually the outsider. So now that everyone wants to be woke, I'm kind of like, okay, I'm going to go back to sleep. Like I'm, I'm kind of over it. Yeah, and, and by the way, these so-called natural styles, is like my hair is growing out my scalp right now as we speak. Solange and all these people, they have weave in their hair or wigs, which, are, which that hair usually comes from India. Those women cut their hair off and sell it to us. So how is that natural? You know, it, it's this whole... People don't understand. When you're black, regardless if your hair is natural or straight or whatever, it takes a lot of maintenance. Mm-hmm. I used to have dreadlocks. It, when I cut my dreadlocks off, I had so much time in my life to do other stuff. That's what I'm saying. And, and There's a lot of maintenance. And a lot of people, are they don't have the money or the time to upkeep. With Even if it's just a fro, you still have to do a lot of maintenance Grooming. with a fro. You can't just, like, walk out of bed and then just, like, shake and go. Like, you're not – we're not – well, Our people can't it, do that. You've added about 45 minutes to getting ready in the morning. And, and the ones I see sometimes out and about in, on their community, I know you're inspired by Solange, but what is on top of your head is not Solange. Right. It, it does and people need to understand, like, she is a parent, and she is a artist, and she has a lot of stuff, and she's a, a bodyguard of Beyonce, apparently. And um, with that type of schedule, she doesn't have time. Like, it's easier for her to do clip-ins and to wear a wig than it would be for her to constantly have people fixing her hair, fixing her hair, fixing your hair. Because even when you do that, that damages your natural hair. So to protect your hair, you either have to braid it or you have to take breaks from touching it. Like, people don't want to admit that. Exactly. They don't understand. They don't want to talk about, which is why all of those do-it-yourself videos are out, which I'm a little over it. I get it. Coconut oil is good for your scalp. Like, I just wish we were just a little bit more (laughs) excited about, like, investment groups than we were about our our hair. Because there's a lot of videos. I am not my hair. Say what? I am not my hair. I, I, it's just hair. I am not this bald fade that I just got this morning. And apart. So meanwhile, when I think about when I think about enlightenment too, it's like monks, like male and female monks, shave their heads as a sign of religious devotion or humility, to as renunciation of worldly fashion and esteem. So it's like it really isn't about the outside at all. Because when I get sometimes with people who seem woke, I start to have like a real conversation with them about African American history, and they don't know what I'm talking about. <laughs> Martin Luther King, huh? Malcolm X, what? I start talking about Africa. I start talking about America. I'm like, well, yeah, this book, that book, this book, that book. You haven't read Souls of Black Folk? Yeah, but, you know, they read like one to two books. They quote those two books forever. You know, and this is something that had me a little annoyed, you know. Um, and, 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 And another thing, too, like you said about cosplay. Let's go back to that it comes from the word costume play. And the same way you don't want like non-POCs and African prints for the day, just having a little fun, dressed up in a costume of African culture, the way that kind of annoys you, you're doing the same thing. If you have not done your 
AfricanAncestry.com and found out your DNA tribe you're from, then nine times out of ten, you're probably wearing the wrong print. You know, all the African prints come from specific tribes, and the more colorful prints tend to be West African. Eastern Africans wear more muted and minimal colors. So are you really being authentic if you just throw on Congolese fabric? Maybe your ancestors are not from the Congo. I mean, my Nigerian prints know exactly what to wear. The tradition has been passed down by their parents. But I think those with slave lineage, you know, they want this connection to Africa, but maybe they haven't done their research or the proper African ancestry DNA test. For me, that's where I would start before I throw on an African costume for Black Panther. I would need to know exactly, you know, I'm so extra. I would have to know the exact tribe. No, I literally wore a bandana print uh, shirt in matching pant. People asked me if I was in the gang the entire night. I said no, but I was very careful. Um, a gold chain and uh, a black matrixy type of coat. Um, so, I mean, I could have been a character in the movie, but I there was no, like, people were like, oh, you should go to this African store to get this shirt, you, or blah, blah, blah. You were one like, of the kids in the projects where What's-His-Face was from. Yeah. <laughs> you were one, right. You was one of his little friends. Like, like Killmonger, yeah. Yeah. So, that's what I did. Um, and then I, I, we, you know, we had some non-black people in our group, too, and they, I mean, I, I think one person wore a suit, actually, because he didn't want to be disrespectful. Um, oh, so cute. So, I mean, we were all dressed up, um, but I, but, um, I don't know. I mean, I just, I feel like if you wouldn't wear it in front of your boss, if you wouldn't wear it in front of your parents, if you wouldn't wear it in front of certain friends, if you wouldn't, like, if there was ever a reason for you not to wear it, I don't think it's authentically you. Yeah, I support people who are like, you know what? This feels like me. This is me. Because I will wear it. If I got an African print shirt, I would wear that thing to a job interview. I would wear it. Like, I, I would make sure that it would be something that I would want. Because what you wear is part of your branding. So if you're a woke person and you have all, you know, you know you're about Black Lives Matter and you know, you want to know where your your ancestry is in Africa and, like, all of these things that come into that. Like, if you can be, like, the, the Facebook thug, then I don't understand why that personality doesn't come out in real life. I feel like on social media, especially if you're doing it for Instagram uh, and you're doing it for your Snapchat, if that's not authentically you, if you're really just living your life on social media pretending to be this woke personality, then you're really not woke. You're just contributing to nothingness. Yeah, you know, perception is re reality. You know, it's like it, maybe there's someone who's in a suit who's a lawyer who's like fighting for a certain legislation that protects people of color. You know, he's not walking around with uh, his fist up and a big afro and a daishiki, you know, but he's doing the real work, right? Like, like, uh, DeRay McKesson, you know, he dresses pretty Western, and he is known for wearing a Patagonia vest. And Patagonia... Well, it's just like a the white women's... Company. 
it's just like the women's march movement when you had all these women come out of these various cities marching and specifically white women uh were the main fixtures of the movement but then it was like the majority of white women voted for trump so it was like okay you're taking selfies with your pumpkin spice latte in your hand and you're marching because you know you're a woman and you're proud to be a woman but we're like and your Lululemons as well. <laughs> right. But you essentially just put a man in office that not only doesn't respect you, but if for whatever reason he's given a decision about your future, like he's not, he's, it's going to be based off of what people are telling him to do, which is to not give up uh, an F about you. So. Which is why I didn't go to that damn march because I'm not about to, you know, go arm in arm with someone who would not, you know, mentor me or help me get equal pay at work. You know, the the very things that we're discussing, like if you're not, you know, rooting for me at work, I'm not about to root for you out in the street. You can't just take my voice and my vote and then to to liberate yourself and do whatever you want. You know, you have to be a real ally. Um, Right. So, you know, I'm always weary when I see black people who used to dress one way and all of a sudden they get conscious on some bandwagon shit. Uh, when I was in high school, these black guys used to come up to the school to preach on the grounds um, at Lane Tech. It was, you know, the grounds were huge. And they were either Nation of Islam cats or they were five percenters, which is a religion started by Nation Or they were part of R. Kelly's entourage. Or R. Kelly's entourage. Um, and so... Um, and, you know, 5%ers are essentially a different version of, like, it's started by a nation of Islam defector. But anyway, so these dudes will come, they would have head wraps on, kufis, African garb. Bottom line, they were trying to fuck. And they had recruited some girls to their classes or whatever they were teaching Islam and always had multiple chicks that knew about each other with the argument that Muslims can have four wives. Now, obviously, this was a ruse. I never went to their classes. I had real class to go to, by the way. Right. Um, but my point is, they looked and sounded mad conscious, and they were misogynist womanizers. So, you know, I'm always weary. I always, always have the side eye a little bit when someone was one way, and now they're this way. You know, I'm like, hmm, let me see what material's really in your mind, because that's where the enlightenment truly lives. So, I mean, it's in the terms of woke having a uniform, it's cool to have a uniform. It's cool even if you know exactly which tribe you come from in Africa, because a lot of us do not know that. And I understand that we emotionally, we want that connection. We feel well, I'm going to find out in about two or three weeks. You're going to so find just, out? Okay. I, mean, I don't know I just, if I should do, should I do the 23andMe or should I do the, the African ancestry? Uh, you should do the African ancestry. Right. Yeah. See, it's expensive, though. Is it expensive? I have a yeah. Okay. And also, you can only do one test. Like, they only, they, they do, there's a test for your X chromosome, and there's a test for the Y chromosome. Women don't have one of those chromosomes. I forget which one. Um, so you would have to have your brother take the other test if you wanted to know where your mother's lineage is and where your father's lineage is. Got it. Got it. Okay. Well, I'm going to have to pick up the phone and call Kenny. He's going to be very... Very much against it. His favorite word, no. He's going to be like, nah, man, I don't trust it. I don't trust it. I'm not sending my, my saliva nowhere. Just wait for him to fall asleep and just push the Q-tip in it. I'm just going to get a, like a big glob of the little bit of hair he has left and just cut it. Right. <laughs> yeah, well, you know, woke has a look, but 
maybe you should think about it before you get dressed. I mean, you have to wear, do you have to wear something to be conscious? I'm going to say no. That's a mental thing. Like, <laughs> there's no, there's no uniform for wokeness. Yep. So when I see people in, oh my God, there's so many people on Facebook that I could call out right now, but I'm trying to be a good person in life, so I'm not going to be shady, but. Throw some uh, subtle shade. Just, I, I'm just, it's kind of like the white kids that are into hip hop in high school and college, like they're really into hip hop and then they grow up to be accountants and then it's almost like they've never seen a black person before. Yeah. Like I feel like we're in the moment where people are just kind of, oh, I'm wearing like African prints, I love being black, blah, 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 blah. And then 20 years from now, it's a completely different no, now I have mouths to feed type situation where, you know, you don't own anything and you're you didn't advance in your career, so you're just kind of floating through life. And see, financial stability and freedom is, you know, that's really being woke, right? Is making sure that you have some in terms of legacy. I think being woke, if you're black, fully means that you have conquered a system that was designed to destroy you. That's what I feel like everyone should be if you're black and trying to be woke. Like, I don't think you'll, you can ever say you're fully woke. That's like saying you've reached self-realization, which is a lifetime like thing. Like the wokeness is a journey. It's not a destination. So if you've already declared that you're woke and you are, you know, you're projecting it on the outside, but on the inside, to to me at least, it's very obvious that you're not. So, I mean, I know. I mean, I dated someone who was a self-proclaimed genius and who claimed to be extremely knowledgeable and woke, and it was the same five books. You know, it, it takes that he read and he quoted, it takes more than an autobiography of Malcolm X and How to Eat to Live by Elijah Muhammad to, to have an awareness. You right. Know, uh, that's the thing I, I don't like, you know, especially the way that men use this, right? <laughs> hey, women too. Sometimes women, uh, you know, I recently had to block someone on Facebook because of how, like, nasty she was being about delivering her her message about like every fucking day it was like you can't be woke and 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 do this or you should stop, like you can't eat pork or you can't do this like why are we having all these rules like she's you know vegan and she has dreadlocks and they're pink and purple and all stuff it's like okay you can do whatever the hell you want but you're out here bashing people for their choices but you're tell you're all of a sudden woke yeah the- <laughs> movement like oppressive in itself right you can't oppress people who are already oppressed with your rules of wokeness and also there's you know it's people that like these are people that won't register to vote (laughs) don't believe in education or at least like traditional education um you know education right or you know if you didn't go to uh, hbcu you didn't go anywhere or you know and then they're the main ones that are like Oh, like I'm, I'm, I recently did this thing. You should check it out. And then it looks like shit because, of course, you like never actually developed a discipline in what you're trying to 
do professionally. So, of course, it's horrible. Um, but yeah, I mean, if you want to, if you want to be Mister and Mrs. Woke, go, by all means, go ahead. You know, I some people are going hard. I do know some people who are like living off the land and having their children at home and wearing the, all the right garb, and they're, they're but they are not oppressive. They just simply put out their content and they're not judging people. You know, they're living their life, and I think you know once we start, it, it's it's counterproductive then to start like tearing people down and not being on what you're on you know and you know which means i'm going to keep wearing my european designers and my firm come at me um and all of that you know because for me wokeness is definitely about financial freedom and legacy and passing things down and making sure the next generation is in better shape so that's what i'm wearing on the outside this is about <laughs> my my look is financial freedom. <laughs> That's what that, my look is. And I hope what's in your wallet? Yeah, what's in your wallet? Because that's what it's really about at the end of the day. So I'm I'm glad that we had this chat. Um, you know, wear whatever you want to wear. I don't think woke has a uniform. And I'm glad that we um were able to hash that out because I was feeling some kind of way. I was like, damn, was I supposed to wear something like a was I supposed to wear something specific to this to this filming I felt a little right like the outlier like did I miss the memo did I not read correctly I was supposed to wear a daishiki um no you don't have to wear one (laughs) (laughs) and on that note uh listeners thanks for coming back I will say what I always say peace